Tate Robinson on. He's and there's goal of the season, Frank Murphy. Juliano Grazioli. Oh, absolute quality. I'm sure most people would say I was mad. Oh, Ryan Hello and welcome to another episode of the Downhill Second Half Podcast. Joining me, Ian DL, is a man who can fix a computer quicker than Adam Campion can get you thrown out the FA Trophy. It's our podcast producer, James Harrison. Very good, very good. Hello. And alongside him, a man offering the kind of wisdom, advice and the metaphorical arm around the podcast shoulder that Danny Maddox was drafted into the Barnet squad for, it's Mr Craig Clayton. Good morning, good morning. And on today's show, we've got another great guest. He was a title winner and before that, very nearly a playoff hero too, thanks to one of the best individual performances from a Barnet player in any of our memories. How he never received international recognition during his time at Underhill, we'll never know. So to make him feel welcome, Shumai Akroiso y Podlediad y Gumraig Shane Gore. Wow, that is some welcome. You got that out very well. And no You're one knows if that. this is right or not. Yeah, what does it actually mean? <laughs> I, I believe, I believe it's uh, hello and welcome to the podcast to the Welsh legend that is Shane Gore. So, wow, that's, that yeah. is some welcome. A lot of practice going on. No. Um, well, today, me. Appreciate it. As, a, as a proud Welshman, um, I, as you can double my accent as well, I'm actually <laughs> Welsh as well. Um, hey, boy all. Yeah. Um, so I thought we'd start you off today with um, a couple of, we'll test your memory a little bit. So we've got some notes here from the, program uh in the 2005 wow. season we've some, got some hair some questions which they are asterisks by the program editor saying that they might have been tongue-in-cheek but I, I don't know um so we just wonder if you can remember any of the answers to these things about things that you like away from football so um start <laughs> you off with uh, <laughs> uh your your main hobby or interest outside of football oh does it say drinking or something like that? No, uh, I golf? Know. I don't know. Is it, no. is I, did I put some sensible answers? No, no, it's supporting Welsh rugby. So that gives you a place. <laughs> uh, okay, well, then, I over. Uh, what we've got. Um, I'll help you out with a bit of it. So your favourite band or singer, apparently, a choice There's, between... Tom, I was going to say, Jones. is it Welsh, Tom Jones or Stereophonics or something like that? Yeah, yeah, Stereophonics is one of them you mentioned as well there. Well, um, there was... Uh, and my favourite one is if you weren't a footballer, actually the programme editor with a terrible use of English said if you wasn't a footballer, but we'll go, if you weren't a footballer, you would be a... A sheep shearer. Oh, it's incredibly close. A sheep farmer in the Brecon Beacons. There you go. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll leave, we'll what leave could that. have been? What could have been? My <laughs> yeah, dreams. We'll leave the, my rest dreams. Of, the rest of that there. But um, cheers for coming on, Shane. And obviously... We thought we'd start with this because it was a bit of an unusual quirk that your chant was Shane Gore's a Welshman, despite being born, it says here, in Ashford, uh, nowhere near Wales. Uh, or is no. it in your profile, Ashford via Swansea? Um, do you remember the origin of that? I, I do. I do. I can't remember the season, but um, I do remember it. Um, so I was, at, I was at Wimbledon at the time. Uh, crazy game, Wimbledon. And we'd come to Barnet for a, a first team for a pre-season. I think it was... I think it was a season before I joined Barnet, or it might have been that. And um, and I was in goal, obviously. We got started the game, and then we was having some banter. I don't know if any of you three were involved. No, but, no, <laughs> I was, I was, I was there, but I wasn't involved. I, I heard it? it all happening, and, and my memory actually got jogged by it because it was a good. It was a a close friend of ours who was involved. <laughs> yeah. So 
I said my 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 memory isn't the best, but from what I can gather, I was I'm, um this sort of followed me through my career. I, I didn't mind having a bit of banter even at sort of nineteen twenty years old. Um, I think I was having a decent game as well, but I think we lost the game in the end. And then I was trying to sort of make up why I was half decent, and for whatever reason, for whatever reason, <laughs> I said, well. What do you mean? I play for Wales. I'm under 21 goalkeeper. What are you on about? Of course I'm all right. And and that just followed through the whole game. And then we had a really good, and I was playing well as well, so it helped. Um, and Barnett won the game, so so it was all it was all good at the end. And then I don't know. And then it must have been the following season. I joined in in the sort of. Um, October time and then it just it just started again and then it carried all the way through um, my time there so it was uh, it was one of those it's so random but it was um, yeah of course of course I remember it was a, it was a fond memory for sure. It was a really weird thing um, and I guess from a Barnet fans point of view that's a little bit how we knew you before you joined the club um, which is really odd given it wasn't true but um did you have an awareness of Barnet as a club before you joined, or was other, other than that kind of that that memory there, or was it just uh, like signing for anyone? Um, I'll be honest with you, I I hadn't really I, I knew of Barnet as a as a football club, of course, um, being a lower league club, um, but I was at Wimbledon at the time. I'd spent my whole career there as a tra- trainee as in the in the Premier League and then as a pro in um, for two or three years in the championship. So, um, and I, I wasn't from North London at all. I, I, you know, I'd lived in, as you said, I, I was born and bred in Kent and then I'd moved up to sort of Surrey and Morden way when I was at Wimbledon and Sutton way. And then, um, I, 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 and at the time I, I, when I joined, I was on, I was moving, I'd bought a house in Northampton for the, for the, for preempting the move to become MK Dons. Um, so at the time, I, I mean, I hadn't really appreciated the club. Um, but I mean, I certainly do now as soon as I joined and, um, and the fans there and the, the whole setup and, and and the history of the club. Um, you know, Gary Phillips and who I'm really good friends with and, and other people there. So there's a lot, a lot of good history, a lot of good history at the club. Yeah, you, you said that you, um, you, you came in October, you came in on loan. Um, we've spoken to quite a few players that were in that squad in the 0304 season um, and they've sort of spoken about the relationship that they built between uh, themselves so, and obviously with Martin Allen who was the manager um, what was it like for you coming in on loan into that squad what was it like walking into that dressing room and what was <laughs> what was Martin Allen like to work with um, well it's funny because I actually signed to the end of the season, I don't. I didn't actually come on on loan in the end, so that was um, there's one point to, to maybe people didn't know. I'd actually signed to the end of the season. I'd um, so as come come to the end of Wimbledon, um, I had went on holiday, but had a two year deal on the table. Went to come back, um, and the club had basically gone tits up. They got into administration when my agent was trying to ring for us to go down the side. No one was picking up the phone. Um, and so it was a bit of a, it was a, it was a, a horrible summer and we'd all come back and um, didn't really know where a few of us stood. We were sort of all on month to month contracts and, and whatnot and didn't really know what was, what was going on. And 
and had actually randomly signed for St Albans, who I think were in the Conference South on loan. And I played one game. And then on the Tuesday, I literally got, I went into the manager's office and they said, um, Barnet have come in for you. Barnet, Barnet want to sign you. Um, which just literally come out of the blue. I just expected to go in and train. And, um, and I couldn't, I couldn't, it wouldn't be a loan because I'd already gone on loan. I'd, so they literally had to terminate that, that deal. And, um, and yeah, and I was in my car. That day, because it, it was a Tuesday, and it was the I was straight in at the deep end. I think we played Brentford in yeah, the LBD yeah. I was, was going to come on to that. We had it, you had quite quite an amazing debut to be part of. Was that the LBD band against Brentford? Just the whole the whole day was surreal, and I was only twenty one at the time. It was it was I'm trying to trying to process everything. You know, I've gone from being at Wimbledon since I was thirteen, um, and sort of the reality that that wasn't going to be anymore to then Barnet coming in and no disrespect, didn't have a huge amount of, of knowledge about Barnet, but knew they were a big conference league two teams or two and a from there. So I was like, brilliant. This is, this is going to be good. This is going to be my chance to, uh, you know, start playing some first team football. Um, and literally met Martin before the game. I mean, I don't even know. What, how he signed me? I don't. He, whether uh, I don't know if Martin was at the club the season before, where I played on loan, or it was a recommendation, or they just needed someone and I was available. I really don't know. Um, maybe if you ever get a chance to ask Martin, it might give you a chance. But yeah, and then straight into against, against Brentford, which was a very uh, up and down game, and I think Guy Lopez scored goal of the season or something. Absolutely, did screamer. yeah. And uh, I think we were two 0 up as well. I think we should have won the game actually. Yeah, and then they like, he scored two in the last ten minutes or something. Yeah, like that. and then they went ahead in extra time, and uh, then Liam Hatch equalised, I think, for penalties. That's right. And then I think we would. I think I don't think I saved it. I don't know. I didn't. But I think they missed a penalty early on. So again, we're we're right in the driving seat, and then and it wasn't to be. But um, yeah, so that was my that was the October two thousand and thirteen. No, 2003, 2003. Um, and that was it. And that was the that was the start of it. And I don't think I even met the full squad because it was uh, an LDV trophy game. So it was probably a lot more of the fringe players playing. Um, but and also uh, some angle in the game as well. So it was just it was just an, a, a weird day. So yeah, but good times. I was going to say, did you have the time to sort of process what was going on? Because in your in your head, there's obviously a load of stuff going on around Wimbledon, which is so dramatic, and all that all that sort of thing that was going on at that club at that time. Did you have any time to sort of process? Actually, I'm dropping down to the conference here from you know the championship as it was. Was it was there any hesitation in your mind, or was it just like I need to get I need to get playing some games, and I, I, I don't mind where I play them at this at this stage. Um, yeah, it was it was. If I look back now. Um, and no disrespect to Barnet, I probably should have fought to stay in the league a little more because I never got a chance to go back. Um, but at the time, I was at a house, bills to pay, uh, wasn't sure what was going on month to month um, that season. And and my agent and myself, obviously, were saying about Barnet and promoting it and how well it was and how well, well run it was. And obviously, Martin Allen being there, a bit of a... Bit of a legend as a player, and 
and everything else, um, and told me some of the players that that, that were there. Um, so it was a, it really was a massive whirlwind, and just didn't even process it until probably after until I left, and then you look back in your career and you go. And don't get me wrong here, I don't regret signing for Barnet at all because as as much as I had a very up and down, lots of highs and lows in that in that season, um, I probably should have assessed things a bit more. But at the time, I didn't have didn't have a chance, didn't have a choice. I was twenty one, and went for it. I thought first team football, I'm going to go for it, and and I, I don't regret don't regret signing one bit. When you came in, you were pretty much a regular um, for, the, for the first few months you were there. Um, but more interesting than that, perhaps, or something we always ask is, what was the social side like, and, and and were there any kind of stories from from nights out? Was what what was that? You know, what was the atmosphere like? Well, yeah, it was uh, for a young a young man. <laughs> it was uh, it was um, it was very active, I think, um, and it was good. it was but it was it was. I tell you, what, I tell you what, set the scene. So. Played the LDV on the Tuesday. I actually didn't play on the Saturday because of my ankle injury. I think Ricky played. Ricky Millar played, and then we had, and then it was FA Cup week. So uh, I'm sure Gratz and some of the other boys who was at the year that allude to it. We we ended up on the Tuesday or the Wednesday. Went to Marble Arch randomly. Just just yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean just randomly going. And he's and Martin's going. Bring some gear to training. But you need some stuff, obviously, for the evening uh, to go out and have a drink and some food and whatnot. So we're like, right, what am I going to do with my stuff then? Am I just going to take a bag round with me <laughs> wherever you go? So we're all thinking, right, we'll just take some stuff <laughs> that just we're just going to put in the bin. You know, some old trainers, a tracksuit, whatever. Uh, and you're just going to dump it. I mean, I couldn't even have a proper wash. We're literally in Marble Arch. <laughs> like, uh, just doing... Just, but that was him. I mean, that was... The brilliance of him in, in some ways it just we just had a right laugh got changed i think when i think one of the bought young boys at a pub in the end so we didn't even know about this and uh we just left all the stuff in the pub and and off we went but uh and had a really good and it, that for me that was brilliant because that was literally my first week uh first two weeks uh they make you get up and stand on a stool and you literally have get fired shots uh you know 60 seconds worth of questions just random questions um, and that really did settle me down. And and as I said, there was there's some really good players there, young and old at the time. Um, but yeah, we we did have a we did have a good social scene there, uh, a Tuesday or Wednesday, um, in various places. Grats <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gave us a couple of names of places and stuff, so we've got an idea of the uh, yeah thing that was going. Yeah, I think um, there was a couple of pubs, and then. I think it was it was at Eros or something, and Enfield used to be a place, and 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 Batchwoods, which I don't even know, I doubt if they're still open. I doubt if they're, they're probably an apartments or something now. But Batchwoods, uh, Batchwoods still there. Eros is gone. Oh, is that one of yours, James? It's still Eros. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I, I went I went there once, but I, I'm I normally play golf there. I actually go there for what it's intended for, rather than the uh, <laughs> rather less salubrious club that it now is. Yeah, well, I um because I was living in um. I was well. At the start of the first couple of months, I was still sort of down in Surrey, and then I was living in Northampton. So um, it was quite nice for me. I, I ended up sort of staying at Kingy's a lot of the time in his in his uh, in his digs. So it gave me an excuse uh, to not go home. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was my ex missus by the way, at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously, yeah, so off the pitch, all going well, and on it as well, obviously. You say you sort of straight in the team after that FA Cup game against Bracknell, you were <clears throat> throughout kind of November, December into January. First choice, doing well. The team are doing pretty well as well. We're up near the top. Um, they were about sort of in the playoff places, certainly. Um, and then middle of January, we played Dagenham at home. Lost 4-2. It was a bit of a, like, we missed a penalty. It was one of those days, really. Um, and then in that week, I remember, I think that was when uh, Bancoli, the goalkeeper, came in on loan from, I yeah. think it was Crew Alexandra, obviously. A uh, much older, experienced goalkeeper who played in the league for a long time. Um, and I think to the surprise of a lot of us, certainly, you then found yourself on the bench for the best part of the next two months. I mean, when, when that happened, was there a bit of a falling out with Martin Allen from your point of view? Because you say you're a young young player who's come in for first-team football. You're, you're generally doing pretty well. And then that's gone in, in a sort of flash. What was the kind of fallout from that? Um, he, see, Martin uh, actually handled it really well, I think. From what I can remember the conversation, he, he made me feel like he was doing me a bit of a favour um by giving me a rest um you know if I was probably an older player I might not have taken it so well and probably would have fought my corner a bit more but I, I said I'd come in this is my first real taster of the first team regular football you know at Wimbledon I only played made one appearance and there was sub pretty much the whole other time and you know being an understudy and playing reserve Premier League football um and I th- I I said, you, you guys may have a better memory of it, but I don't think I did too bad for those sort of first four months. I'd, I'd, um, we were still top five team. Um, so we, I must have been, been, too, been doing too bad. And um, I think the Dagenham game was a, was a poor game for me, but as, as a whole as well, we, we obviously we, we lost the game against Dagenham. I think, I think Danny Nesbitt, was in, he's an ex goalkeeper. He saved a penalty. And it was just, I think I made a mistake for a for goal to, to seal the seal the them winning it. Um, I think I had one bad game over the Christmas period as well. Woken away, absolutely smashed in the last minute, and it would it should have been a foul, but they, obviously the ref didn't give it, and then that made them I think equalise. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember. I mean, it's just speaking to some people sort of towards the end of the season afterwards. I can't remember actually playing too badly. I just think. Maybe at the time we just started to level off performance-wise as a whole, and um, and Martin just felt he needed to bring in a couple of more experienced players because I think we had some other loans that year as well. Yeah, so, a couple of other players like Jeff yeah, who had been in just before. Yeah, that. yeah. So not not just so it didn't feel like it was just the goalie that was being changed. Um, and he, he just sat me down at the Fursville Centre, which which we, where we used to train. And just said, look, Gory, you've done well, but I think you need to rest and bring someone in, you know, take it the right way. And we never spoke about it ever again. Never. I mean, for two months, I, I rightly or wrongly, just sat on the bench. I did manage to persuade him to let me train uh, with Northampton a couple of times a week because obviously I was living there at the time. And we didn't have a goalie coach. So in the so it was quite tough as well, uh, you know. Me and Rick, I mean Ricky as well. He was, I wasn't getting a sniff. He wasn't even getting anywhere, anywhere near it as well. He, I know he was, a, he was a young lad. He was, if I was twenty one, twenty two, he must have been nineteen or twenty. 
Um, so we were just training by ourselves, and I think George would come in on a Thursday or Friday from. I don't know. I don't know where where do we sign from? I think it might have been Brentford or something like that. I don't know. Um, so it was so tough. So we were just we were just training away as best we could. And I and the only time I actually really went in and see Martin was to say, look, is there any chance I can go and, and train someone? And he went, well, I know Colin Calderwood at Northampton. Uh, gave him a call and. Um, and I start, and it was um, I'm surreal. I mean, Dave Watson was the goalie coach at the time. He went on to be the England goalie coach, yeah, yeah. and he was just just um, just starting out in Northampton, and it was it was fantastic. It was such a bit of a release for me to, to come away from it, and knowing I had something during the week that I was actually enjoying, and get, got a chance to train with Lee Harper and and uh, Mark Barnes, who went on to have a good career, and um, I mean, he was only a young pup at the time. And it was only five minutes from my house as well, so it 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 actually gave me a chance to step away and just I suppose refocus and um, and you know, I'm sorry, I suppose you'll come on to a bit when Martin left, but for me yeah. that was that was a blessing. Yeah, well, because obviously it all kind of happened at the same time. So I think looking at the fixtures and who was playing, I think Bancoli's loan must have ended around that time anyway, um, in the sort of middle of March, and then. Martin Allen leaves for Brentford. And it's interesting, we've obviously spoken to a couple of other people from that team, Gratz, Strevens, um, who were very disappointed about him leaving. But you say, I guess from your point of view, yes, he's coming and giving you your, your chance at that level, but then he's, he's he's sort of frozen you out a little bit. So from your point of view, did you see it as an opportunity when he left? Um, or were you disappointed? No, I was 100% glad he went. And that's no disrespect to Martin, um, because I wanted to play. Um, and I still wasn't guaranteed I don't think any of it that we didn't know what was happening, didn't know who was coming in. Um, I think Endo and Danny took the first game, but I, th- yeah. I think George actually played one more game <laughs> and then he went. Um, but I said, I've got nothing for respect for Martin. I didn't fall out of him once. He was one of those you thought he was when he was thought he was gonna be angry, he wasn't. And when it and when you thought he was gonna be nice, he, he he'd sort of let rip. It was. It was it was weird, but he was he was a really good manager, and he and he obviously brought the best out of a lot of the a lot of players. I know there's a lot of respect for. Yeah, him, I, I wanted to time. ask from your point of view, obviously having come from Wimbledon, and like you said, you've been at Wimbledon since you're 13 or whatever, which is probably towards the back end. Obviously, you're a young lad then, but the back end of the crazy gang, as it were. But were there any similarities between Wimbledon of, of the era you were there for and Barnet under Allen, or is it completely different? Um. I think he was crazier. No, I'd, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd seen a lot, obviously, when I, you see a lot. So we used to train, actually, at Wimbledon on uh, common ground as well in Richmond. It wasn't even our training ground. So there were some similarities to uh, to the Barnett first world situation. Um, the players were more the, the where you saw the crazy, you know, the, the burn in the shirts. I remember, and I'm name dropping here, I remember when John Hartson signed. And he literally, his stuff was everywhere. It was burning all through the car park. They'd, I can't remember what they chucked on his car. Um, if it was someone's birthday normally, they literally would strip him, just completely strip him naked, chuck him around, throw him in puddles, throw him in the woods. <laughs> um, the, most of the managers are fairly sane. Um, and, uh, and I, Mick Harford was an assistant there and I went back to Luton and, uh, he was. I mean, you didn't. You didn't even mess with him. You, you didn't even get him involved in any jokes and try and strip him. But I mean, just, I don't know. Martin was 
Martin, as I said, we, we did these crazy things. Not cra- they weren't even crazy. They were just silly little things. These FA Cup, every time we had FA Cup, you had to wear, I think you had to wear something red. You, you went to Marble Arts to train, I think. Uh, and just all these, I think it was just to get your mind off, off, off the game, just something different. Um, and, you know, he obviously had, he's had, been a very successful manager. Um, and obviously he's come back to Barnet a few times and, and saved them and done really well. But uh, just going back to what you said at the time, I'd, he, it, le- it was a real whirlwind. I think he came in in the morning, he sat us all down, which was, we didn't normally sit down at all. That was more of a fair club thing. We just, it just got us all together and just said he was leaving. Really sorry. Hope you can get in the playoffs. I'm sure I know you'll get in the playoffs, etc. And then we just went, just left. Now, I can't remember if, I think, um, Adrian Whitbread and Damien. I think Damien might have stayed for a week. I think Adrian went straight away. Um, and as I said, I think, I think George played one more game and then, um, and then, and then Paul came in yeah. and this was, yeah, this was, this was, uh, I think it was beginning of March, something like that. And, uh, yeah, turned around, turned your fortune around, I guess, in terms of playing. And, and of course we did make the playoffs that year. Um, it would be very easy to talk about both games, but the second one's the one that's probably had the most airtime in, in previous podcasts, especially around you, because, well, from my perspective, Probably the best live goalkeeping performance I've ever, I've ever seen. Very kind of you. Very kind of you to say. Um, and I wondered from your, your point of view, we're pretty pleased with that one. From your point of view, do you, do you remember it that way? Do you remember it as being a, a particularly special game for you? Or when we, obviously when we didn't go through, does that sort of sit as a shadow over the whole thing? Um, well, you can see it both ways. I think as a club, no one really talks about it because it was a loss, wasn't it? it? And then the following year, we won the league. So for everyone concerned, even myself at the time, of course, I was completely gutted. Completely gutted we lost. I mean, um, I said I'd come back in the team. Paul had sort of given everyone a, a, a clean slate, um, whether he was going to bring anyone in or not. Well, he didn't. So I was back in. And... He really did, um, I don't know, a completely different approach, sort of all about your mindset and and positivity and everything. And I, I sort of got involved with that. I mean, I really did sort of try and every game I was, we used to do a huddle and I remember just thinking to myself, right, just, just go and enjoy the game. This is what he's saying to us. Just go and enjoy the game. Be yourself. What will be will be, but just go in. And I remember every time I end, I'd do a huddle, and at the end, I'd just go enjoy it. And, I'd, and then, and then, um, yeah, and, and then I, I, I started playing well uh, for sort of those six, eight weeks, and then come to the, and then obviously last last day of the season, we got in, which was which was amazing, amazing to be part of it. And then this is where sort of this is where it kicks off the playoffs, and um, yeah, the first game we actually had a really good game as well. Uh, and we'd gone in, we took a last minute goal from uh, Clisty. That's right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So absolutely buzzing going into the, to the, I think it was a midweek or the following week trip up, up to Shrewsbury. And um, for, for me, yeah, going back to your, for your question for me, it was, it was an absolute highlight of my Barnet career, that game. Um, as I said, rightly, you shouldn't be talking about it. No one talks about it because it was a loss. Um, and, if I hadn't got injured, who knows? You know, I might not have been speaking about it as much. But for me, that was 
so it's bit it's bittersweet. It was um, absolute highlight for me, and uh, was very unlucky as well. And I, you, you didn't con- you didn't concede an open play across both games. Um, and oh, that's right, yeah. You know, even for anyone to go out like that, let alone a goalkeeper who's had a performance like you did, in, as you say, both games. But I really remember the second one because we were behind the goal for some some unbelievable oh, day. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, everyone's disappointed, but again, yeah, I guess for for a goalkeeper and a, a player, you've got to enjoy your own your personal highlights as well. Yeah, I mean, I have I've 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 managed to watch it back a couple of times, um, and because I think it was on Sky Sports, I think I think yeah. Sky Sports did it, um, so I managed to get a um, a copy of it a few years ago, and um, yeah, I, was, I mean, I wasn't overly busy, but I think I I think the key to it was I was, I'd made some some key saves at key times. Um, I remember a, a, a volley a saved at my near post. I'd made an over save, and then Hendo saved one on the line on the rebound with his chest. Um, I think it was a really good save on a free kick from their forward. I think it was Rogers at the time, and I think that was actually I think that was just before half time. Made that save, buzzing, and then they scored with Hatchy uh, putting his arms up. Um, and I even went the right way for, at the time I was actually a little bit disappointed I didn't save the penalty but I looked bad and he's absolutely smashed it hasn't he he's completely rocketed it into the corner um, but he'd done this yeah he'd done he'd done the same penalty in the first leg so I was really confident that he was going to smash it again and he did but I mean he he absolutely drilled it in didn't he yeah. um, and then and then uh, I think the second half was fairly quiet but in but the first uh, the first half of extra time it was was probably the save of the game. The one-handed one is the one I always remember down our Yeah, end. so I think we'd we'd been I think they broke really quick. I think we'd had a corner or a free kick. I think I can't remember if we almost scored or not. And then they just they just broke on us. And then uh, he, he's he's cut he's he's crossed the ball for I think it might have been Rogers again or whoever it was. And yeah, just mate, just just flung myself to it, and and um, because at the time I think it was silver goal, was that the rule? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I can't remember it. The ref had to go off and check. If you don't remember, <laughs> I do I check the rules. <laughs> well, do you know what was funny about that? I'm, at the time when he went off, I think it was well, yeah, it was it must have been into the first. This is before the save and everything else. It was before. Uh, it was right at the start of uh, the first half, and he went off, and we we're like, "What's going on here?" And we was at uh, my end was the Barnet end, and I remember someone having a blow up referee, and uh, <laughs> I, and and, I, and they kept saying, "Gory, get, you know, take this referee." And it, I mean, it, at the time, it would have been hilarious. I would have got the referee put on the pitch. It probably would have been. But all I was thinking in my head is, if I if I take this referee onto the pitch for a joke. And then I, and then because I think we were waiting for a corner to come in or something, and then they scored. I looked like a right idiot. Yeah, so I didn't. But I mean, I wish I had it. <laughs> That'd been hilarious. That'd been hilarious. Yeah, but yeah, I can't remember. I think it was. I think silver goal, wasn't it? So if they if they would have scored that goal, I think they might have won it. Um, and yeah, so I, I, for me, some some. On a personal note, it was two. I, I, I class both because again, it was high. But the second one, it was there's some great games for me, and it made me feel that I'd sort of proved myself um, 
to to my teammates as well because you know you got to remember I was in and out of the team, um, and I I built up some really good friendships over over that season and obviously the season after. You know, Hendo, Strevs, Grazioli, Kingy. I mean, Plums. I mean, so many so many good people there I could go for them all Joe Gamble Tags uh, Rooney just there were so many players there that um, and actually and that um, probably deserved a few of them probably deserved to stay on in that second season as well but um, but just going back on a personal level it just it just made me feel that I'd belonged and and I'd, I'd put all I could in even though we lost I'd, I did all I could for the for the club that season and couldn't get near couldn't get near a bloody penalty I think the first one <laughs> um, yeah no obviously the shootout I think it was 5-3 and Plisty missed the, the, the one but the, the, then they scored the one to go through and I've often wondered about this like for players obviously you're on the pitch at, it was at their end the penalties yeah. and their goal has put them through and literally I mean I, I can still visualise it now from behind the other goal just this like swarm of Shrewsbury fans onto the pitch what's that like obviously and like the, the it's a hideous moment because you've lost on penalties and I know that you're surrounded by a load of like, well, I don't know, happy, angry, probably quite scary home fans all around you and you're, all you have to imagine just get out of there. Yeah, it was, um, I think they were fairly friendly though, actually. I think, I think, um, I don't think there was, excuse me, I don't think there was any, any trouble and I think at the end, I think, didn't a lot of them come up to your end? Yeah, they did, they did actually. And, um, one, one to stop going <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was. I remember the penalty shootout obviously well, and uh, I feel sorry for Clisty because um, someone someone has to miss, and unfortunately it was it was uh, it was him. And for us, I mean, I, I said I'd, I got went the right way for the first one, um, and I don't think I think Scott Howe is a keeper for there. He he wasn't getting anywhere near any of theirs or ours either. It was some really good penalties to be fair, and then Clisty's one was just the right side, right height, and. And I was trying my best to put the last one off. I'd chuck the ball into the crowd and was giving him all sorts. And he had to walk around the back of the goal to get the ball. And I was off my line, you know, just trying anything, just something in desperation to to change it. And then um, he smashed it in and, and they went through. And then I think, they, I think they actually won it on penalties, didn't they? I think they yeah. went through. Yeah. They beat in the final. Um, all the shot, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it all the shot? Um I remember Joe Hart being on the bench. It's just so random. I mean, you look back now and you're like, bloody Joe Hart, 15-year-old or whatever he was. He's like, just absolutely, just, just, I said, on a personal note, a really good game to think about, but obviously just completely gutted to be, uh, to, to miss out. And I said, I, I can understand why no one really talks about it. Well, we managed to get over that disappointment eventually some of us were a little bit um, <laughs> tearful on the television uh, after that game maybe that's where you recognise me from actually hey I might, I might watch you later then I'll, uh, I'll let you know yeah, I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hoping it's been cut off and confined to the dustbin of history but um, unfortunately well I've just brought it up myself haven't I uh, would you um, might have got a little bit of stick about that over the years then just a little bit uh, a, a little bit yeah uh, a little bit certainly at school the next day but um, <laughs> it was it was all worth it in the end never mind um so yeah, we Paul Fairclough becomes the manager permanently uh, from that point onwards, and we go into oh four oh five the following season uh, with a bit of optimism. Obviously, we've done pretty well in the previous year, um, but it's been spoken about that we had a little bit of an up and down pre season, and of course we 
had a little bit of a game against Arsenal where um, they gave us a bit of a, a should, we, should we call it a footballing lesson? Uh, what was that game like uh, from your perspective? And uh, I suppose more positively, the additions that Paul Fairclough made to the squad, how was that sort of starting to gel at that point or not, as the case may have been? Well, in pre-season, it felt like it didn't because I think we had a woeful pre-season. Absolutely. I don't think we won a game. Uh, it may have have scraped one game or two, but um, I mean, that Arsenal game, I I think it was a a tradition, wasn't it? I don't know if it still is where the first one was was Arsenal. I think they used to use Dunhill, didn't they? The reserves. Yeah, yeah, the reserves, yeah. And um, I mean, we're buzzing, you know, Arsenal. I'm sure you guys were, you know, coming, coming, the Arsenal coming down to to Barnet. Um, And at the time, you didn't realise the the players that were were playing, you know, Van Persie, uh, Reyes, um, did Vieira or Torre was there? Uh, Torre uh, played, yeah. Remember uh, Francis, uh, Francis, Francis Jeffers. Over, over the years. Um, just, as a, uh, I mean, Fabregas, I think, played. I mean, world-class players at, at the time. Didn't really, know, didn't really know a lot of them. But... Um, but and we took the lead. We took the lead. I think Richie Graham, Richie Graham scored, and um, you think, God, this is this is fantastic. And then two minutes later, bang! I mean, I, in some ways, I was only lucky. I only let in five. I only played the first half, and Ricky played the second half. But I think um, I think Van Persie scored hat trick against me, and I think Frank Jeffers scored hat trick against him. Um, but it was a, it was it didn't really matter about the score, did it? It was it was it was a really good. Uh, to see Arsenal down. and I've got a really good um, from out of one of the programs. I've got a really good uh, photo of me and Reyes standing at a corner. I think my arms are up, and he and Paul had actually, I think he had a connection with Arsenal, didn't he? I can't remember what the scouting he was scouting from. And I think while I got injured, he got that signed from Reyes to me, and I've got that somewhere. So, well, I've got it in, in my scrapbook. Um, so. That was really thoughtful of him, and he got that signed uh, from Reyes to myself, and um, yeah, held that really, held that really uh, dearly, and still do to this day. Um, but but just just going back to your question, yeah, we didn't have a very good season, uh, pre-season, but we we he brought in quite a few players, um, a few. I wouldn't want to use the word fringe players, but there's a few players that left that probably weren't going to get in his side uh, some really good players as well so Mark Rooney Tony Taggart um, a few others like that um, that went but he brought in which obviously now you can look back and go you know genius brought in some really young talent you know Richie Graham Dean Sinclair like maybe Dwayne wasn't as young as them but he'd come in and Nicky Bailey um and they they were they become obviously really key players for us, and you didn't really start seeing their talent and what they could do um, until the season, you know, got going. Especially with Nicky, I think Nicky wasn't getting in the team, and then and then and then sort of October November, I, he was he was probably one of the first names on the team sheet, but uh, didn't didn't know how the season was going to go. Um, uh, but obviously, in the end, as as for the team, not for me because I got injured. But for the team, it was a really successful and enjoyable season. Well, we we started that season pretty well, and there's that 
game at Halifax that we all sort of talk about as a sort of early signal of intent where we went in at half time 2-0 down having had a uh, I suppose an indifferent first half yeah uh, and then we came back came back to win it um but then at that point you you pick up an injury um and very quickly uh, Ricky Millar plays a few games but then Paul Fairclough brings in a new goalkeeper in Scott Tynan. Uh, what was that sort of feeling like for you in terms of uh, bringing in someone more permanent in that respect and, and your prospects for coming back into the team after that? Um, well, yeah, very difficult in the end. Um, at the time, so if I had started the season, um, I felt I was I'd picked, sort of picked off where I'd you know, left off from the playoffs. And even though we weren't playing well as a team, I thought I'd, I was, I'd played well, played Forest Green. Uh, I think I was quite busy the first half, kept us sort of in it. And then we went on to win the game. Uh, Farnborough away, nil-nil. So again, kept a clean sheet. Um, and then the, Halif- the Halifax game, so it was the game I actually got injured. Um, I actually got injured um, in the warm-up. Um, I took a cross um, and it felt like a twisted man call. And it was like, oh, this is this isn't this isn't quite right. So I went in and got it strapped up and took a few painkillers. And uh, hopefully it wasn't the reason why we're two 0 down. I think uh, <laughs> I think well, we were trying to play some sort of offside trap idea, um, which didn't help. Uh, but I'd, I'd strapped it. I'd strapped strapped my, my ankle up, just thinking I'd twisted my ankle. But I got through it, played the game, and at half time, I'm sure you've had it from. From Gratz and a few others, it was uh, it was just it was carnage, from especially from a few of the senior boys, and just just like what the hell's going on here? Just absolute shambles, two nil down, just just wasn't happening at all. It wasn't us. Um, and I said Martin might may or may not have let rip. Paul was Paul was always very um, calm, always was looking you know, a positive note and how we're going to get back into this and, you know, think of the upset it's going to be. And again, I don't know if anyone mentioned this, but I, I swear to God that we, he made us sort of bow our heads on the benches and pray and, and give all these positive, positive thoughts. And, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to win this game. You know, we're going to come back and, and, he, and sort of let, and uh, so we sort of, you know, got rid of all the crap, got rid of all the anger and frustration. And, and I so said, I don't really remember the game too well in detail, but I know we came out and completely chalk and cheese performance um, and, and came, came away with the, with the victory. And as, as I said, that probably for a lot of people, like yourselves and fans and, and players, that probably was, uh, or does keep me- get mentioned as a turning point for that season um for me it was the beginning of the end um yeah it was just just i didn't realize how how bad that injury was until the following week when i found out it actually broke my metatarsal um and i i and there's so many things that could have been probably done to prevent it in ter- not to prevent it but in terms of getting it seen probably we didn't have a didn't have a proper medical person at the time. Um, probably shouldn't have, probably should have got an x-ray on it sooner. Um, just didn't train all week until the, until I think the Thursday. And, um, 
and Gary, Gary Phillips was actually coming in to help us coach. And it was just me and Rick and did the first day and uh, did the Thursday and got through it. And then I was trying to say to Paul, I said, look, I could really do with, with uh, resting this actually. It's, you know, I think I'll be able to play, but, um, and, and I, I remember him saying, he said, and he didn't say it horribly. He said, look, if you don't train, then I can't bring Gary in. I can't just bring Gary in for Ricky. You know, I can't, you know, because the budget was probably tight anyway. I couldn't, I couldn't be bringing Gow, Gow in to, for me. So um, I trained. I think I, I said to Rick, I said, well, I'll train then, you know, because I want to. And then I remember, I just remember right at the end, we went to the Astro. I think we're doing a crossing and shooting session or something. And I just, I landed on it. And then it felt like what was a, a, a twisted ankle. It felt like which it just, I just felt like a crunch. And um, and then that's when I actually did go to hospital and and found out that uh, it had it had been it fractured and I was just dev- absolutely devastated um, and that was pretty much that was pretty much the end for me. But, yeah, because uh, but I was looking at obviously beforehand just doing a bit of research, kind of get ready. I was looking through some of the programs from that season and uh, in in Paul Fairclough's notes until still about like November time. It's still being. It's still talking about you coming back, and it's almost implied that you'd be coming back in as first. I mean, we spoke to Scott Tynan last week, and he made a great start at Barnet. There's no doubt. You know, he came. He came in at a good moment for the team as well, because they were really in a great run of form, winning matches as well. Um, but it it wasn't obvious that he was necessarily being brought in to be the number one uh, to take over. I mean, in terms of what you were being told by Fair Club in those that time out, were you expecting to come back into the team? Because I don't think you played again in the league till. I think it was March, so there's a huge gap out of a long time on the bench. Yeah, no, um, I think from what they were saying that I should have, I should be out about four to six weeks. That's what they were saying. Um, so I had a big boot on, um, you know, trying to, you know, weight bearing boot, and and but the fifth metatarsal, it's it is a really slow one to heal, and they were thinking about, well, should we pin it? And if we pin it, it's going to be like double the time, but it will heal. And then from what, obviously, I was a young, I didn't, I didn't know. I, I was just going off what people were saying. They say, no, it will heal four to six weeks. So I think in Paul's mind, he's thinking, okay, four to six weeks. Ricky's here. He's, he's played a couple of times before, you know, we, we'll, we'll, we'll trust in him. And then he was, he was a good, he was a good keeper. And then, so I think he played for the first month I was off. Something like that. You may be, you may be of better knowledge than, than memory than I do. And then I remember going to get another scan and um, I was just praying that it had healed enough for me to start and come back. And it hadn't, hadn't at all. I was still probably another, probably another month off at least. Uh, and again, just, just, just heartbreaking. And I think obviously Paul then had to make a decision that was he going to stick with Ricky? Um but he probably needed another keeper as well. I said he probably actually generally needed another keeper. So um, he brought Scott in from, I don't know where Scott probably told you where he come in from, but again, he, not, he was, I think he was my age or a year below. Or yeah. He was somewhere in between me and Ricky. Um, hadn't played. I can't remember playing against him in the conference um, and he'd come in and, um, and I think Ricky still played the first couple of games and then, if my memory serves me right, I think it was Carlisle away was one of Scott's first games away. I mean, we had Exeter the week before, and then he was kind of in that in that run of results there. Yeah. 
So he'd come in and, um, I mean, Scotty was a fantastic goalkeeper and he, and he probably couldn't believe the opportunity that he got. You know, we were top of the league conference. He probably couldn't believe his luck of getting, getting a phone call to come in. And, and I mean, you've got, to, you've got to tip your cap to him because he'd come in and he cemented his place. You know, so we, we had obviously a great team in front of him, but he, he, he more than def, 100% uh, played a massive part in in winning that league. So, and and that's that's obviously was tough for me and tough for Ricky as well. I mean, Ricky, you thought he's probably thinking, I'm, I'm, I've got an absolute fantastic opportunity here. Um, and he came in and he kept his place. And I, I didn't, I don't think I got back until November. I think that was. I think I played a trophy game in November at home. That was one of my first games back. So it took me a good two, three months. Um, and, and by then, you know, the, the train was was out of the station. It was in full flow. And um, yeah, I I had some disagreements with Paul throughout the season. I was probably a little bit more vocal than I was the season before, but. I mean, you can't really blame him for changing. I don't think he changed many, many positions that year uh, because the team were doing so well and um, and obviously won the league, which was fantastic. I was going to say, it's quite a tricky situation, I guess, when you, whenever you've got three goalkeepers, not least, or, or when you've got three goalkeepers that could all really start. I think all of you could have had it out of that, Ricky included, even as the, the younger one. From a relationship point of view, obviously you're working against people, working with people who are your direct competition for, for, for that one place. Um, did you all get on? Were you, was, it, was it quite a close-knit uh, three of you there? Yeah, I mean, I, I, no bad blood at all. It, it's, um, unless Scott said something different. For no, no, no. <laughs> no, I, no, it wasn't at all. I, I don't remember any bad blood because, well, I said, we're all fairly young, you know, 20 to 22, 23. <sighs> we're all sort of right at the start of our careers. Um, you know, I did feel sorry for Ricky. I did because I really wanted him to do well, and I was out and and you know, I I I kind of thought I was just going to get back in as well as Ricky. I thought was going to do. I thought, well, I'll 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 pick up the mantle, so to speak, and it never happened. And uh, you know, rightly or wrongly, I was thinking that way. Um, and then Scott come in and obviously did really well. And and we I mean that once we were I was back fit, we were all training together and and. You know, most GKs will tell you you've got this GK union, and as much as I want his place, of course I want him to do well because I want him to do well and I want the team to do well. And obviously he was he was playing well, um, and uh, and the team were doing well. So I, I didn't really have a lot of argument. There were there were times sort of after Christmas I was getting frustrated. I'd sort of dip in for a game and out and. Um, I can't remember if Scott was injured or, or, that, or dropped or whatever it was. Um, and then I remember, I, and I was getting really frustrated with Paul and he kept saying, no, nah, you're a really important person, you know, around the dressing room, you know, you, I want you, I want you part of it. You know, you're part of something here, you know, don't get frustrated. And I'm like, well, I want to play Paul, you know? And then I, and then I said, I, 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 I remember Ricky ringing me and going, oh, I'm going on loan to Tamworth. And I'm like, you what? And I'm like on the coach to wherever we're going, and I'm just, and the boys are taking them taking the piss out of me because I'm I'm losing my my stuff. I'm just going, what the? I'm like, what? I've, I've I've asked to go on loan. He doesn't want me to go on loan, and then the opportunity comes and he gives it to Ricky. You know, and Tamworth are in the conference at the time. I'm like, I, you know, I want to get some games here. 
But he he had his his thought process, you know, rightly or wrongly. He wanted me to be part of of the of the squad of the team, being being at the training ground day to day, and um, and obviously they won the, we won the league, and um, so I suppose he's, he's made the right call. But nothing but respect for 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 Ricky and obviously especially Scott because he came in and he took his oppor- and he took his opportunity and. And um, so you got you got to tip your cap to him and um, and say well played to him. Yeah, like you say, you sort of you played a few games towards the back end of, the, of that run in. You, there's a there's a couple of games against York, Lee RMI, uh, where you where you've played, and then we win the league at home to Halifax on on the 9th of April. Um, what was that sort of day like for you? Obviously, we sort of talked about sort of being in and out of the team, uh, but did you sort of feel like it was? you were really sort of part of it and part of the squad and and that it was a great achievement for everybody or, uh, or what was your feeling? No, 100% massive, massive achievement. Felt massively part of the squad. Didn't ever feel um, not part of it and was never never negative about it at all. I, I can say hand on heart, that was never the case because in the day, you know, it wasn't the lads' fault that I got injured, and it wasn't, and it wasn't really Paul's either. It, it, so, as a team, I wanted us one hundred percent to do well. And I said, it's a, it's a bittersweet uh, memories for me because, and I, I felt I had nothing. I felt from the first season, and obviously with like we mentioned about the playoffs, and because I hardly played at all that second season, I was still hopefully quite well thought of. So I felt I still felt. Um, had an important role in the team, you know, just being around the around the guys and 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 it, obviously a supporting role. But I mean that that day um, was a was a fantastic day, and I think and Paul actually asked me to go on for the last five minutes. Um, so again, as much as I disagreed with a lot of what he wanted, he was saying to me, and um, he obviously did think of me, you know, with the Reyes picture and, you know, asking me to come on for sort of be part of those, those that, that, that game. I, I declined because I just didn't feel, it just didn't sit well with me. I didn't want to come on as a, you know, oh, look at me for five minutes. Um, it just didn't feel right. And it was probably, probably would have been a bit harsh on, on Scotty coming off because, you know, to be part of the celebrations on the pitch. Um, but I, I, I 100% got involved with all celebrations. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> through that, we're, through we're, that we're night as well. You sort, of, you sort of alluded to there, like you say, you sort of say, hopefully you're well thought of. I think I could speak for most Barnet supporters to say that you know you certainly were very well thought of for your performances on the pitch. Um, but one of the things that a lot of people remember was the night after in the Weaver, and there are plenty of photos of um, of that night knocking around and. Obviously, all the players came to join us, but there was one player in particular who was certainly orchestrating a lot of the singing, uh, sort of climbing on the furniture a little bit and uh, and chanting everywhere. And it was uh, <laughs> it was it was you, Shane. So uh, wow. I wonder if you if, if if you want to uh, shed a little bit of light on how good that night was from your perspective and from the whole squad's perspective. Yeah, I mean, oof, what a night! It, it it when you walked into that pub, I don't think. It felt like you were like movie stars. You, you were just completely mobbed. I don't think I bought a drink all night. I, 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 we we'd won the we'd won the lit we'd won the the game, and um, obviously absolutely buzzing on the pitch. I mean, still got loads of pictures from the day. Just 
just the I mean for you guys as well what what a day for the club fantastic day for the club um and and we the celebrations on the pitch and everything else and the and players and um don't think anything was I don't actually think anything was 100% planned because obviously you never know what's going to happen so I do remember um we had to go to the bar afterwards we didn't have to go to the bar of course we wanted to go to the bar um I think Tony may have dipped in his pocket a little bit. He may. That might be a rumour. Um, <laughs> and um, obviously we're there with all our... Because we had to wear a, a suit and tie. We had the barnet, you know, stripy tie and everything. And, uh, and yeah, just it just continued on. I, I, you mentioned the pub. I don't even remember the name of the pub. And I think we might have gone to Bachelors or something after. But we walked in and, and it was, it was fantastic. Honestly, I mean... I do remember it. I was smashed like everyone else, absolutely smashed. Um, yeah. Having a good old sing song, there was no trouble. You know, the, the pub was swaying. Was it? It, it, I mean, I don't know if I'm wrong, but it felt like you I know. I, it was I have, it was rocking. A very vivid memory. I was only 16, um, but I, <laughs> I've been able to get in the pub and get served. That, all I don't that. think they care. They just let everyone in. No. Don't they? I, think. I, I, I distinctly remember standing on a table with my arm around you, jumping up and down, singing <laughs> one of the one of the many songs from that season. So, uh, cheers. No, I think the- no, <laughs> right? no, yeah, no. I mean, I think yeah, you guys and all the fans there. I think they went for every song, you know, from Shane Gore's a Welshman's right through to <laughs> to every every single song of every player. And just it was just it was honestly, it was one of those moments where again we allude to on a personal level. It was never going to be my greatest season in terms of playing wise, but I felt that was a massive, and I still feel that I contributed to that to that team. Yeah, I didn't play as many games, but I still felt I I earned that my medal. Um, and the same with same with Ricky, and same with the other some of the other sort of fringe players uh, didn't play enough games, but we just felt um, one big unit. I think most players turned up. I mean, you didn't want to miss that. It it just it was one of those, like I said, because it hadn't been officially planned because we want, we still had to win the game and everything, and you know, um, and we're all making plans to stay out and and um, it went on well into the night. I said I think, I think we probably did go to Batchwoods or somewhere like that, um, and God knows what other house we ended up at, but um, <laughs> it, was, it was a house party or something like that. But. The, the the amount of I've said you've probably interviewed a lot of them already, but the the boys there and I'll, and the, and the season before I've got so many good memories from the season before you know just um, so as much as as much as I look back on that time and and have a lot of regrets uh, I I one hundred percent enjoy my time at Barnet in so many ways from from obviously getting to play getting to show what I could do um, some really good good people there that um that you know i, I wish we would all i know we, we had a reunion last year and i still you know as you do in football you, you speak to people and you play against them i, I wish we would have been a bit for myself i wish i'd have been a bit tight over uh now with them because i mean people like hendo uh, he, he's a big cuddly bear and you get to know him he, he honestly he, he was he was so good to me um, and me, obviously, me, Kingy, and Strevs were sort of similar age, and we had had some good, good nights and grats, and and you know, Hatchy, Guy Lopez, just just you know, Chris, Danny Maddox. I mean, QPR legend. I mean, just you look back now and you just think some really, really good, not only good 
good players, but some really good people and, and good guys, and and obviously the fans as well. Just they just backed you. I mean, there's just they were just there, win, lose or draw. It was it always was a was a. I'm sure it wasn't all the time, but it just always seemed to to be a fairly positive um, yeah. atmosphere at the club. We've said on, on a couple of the previous ones, I think it was about that, that two-year spell, really, that year from sort of 2003 to five. Uh, and obviously, things going well on the pitch massively helped. But I don't think in our time supporting Barnet, we'd ever had it or since so united. Everyone kind of pulling together in the same, for the same right thing. And, and like you say, you know, when we lost games, I don't think people really tend to get on the players' back or anything like that. Um, and, and it was that feeling of everyone being together. And I think you're right, definitely, that you know you, your role in that title-winning team is, is acknowledged by Barnet fans, as it would be for people like Guy Lopez, maybe, as well, who didn't play week in, week out, but definitely, you know, came in, were part of the squad. It, it was it was quite a small squad that year as well. So I think, you know, you're not just, it's not just recognised that there was those 11 that kind of got over the line. It was a, it was a squad effort. And, and it was something brilliant that, you know, you were part of them. We were certainly grateful for. Obviously, um, we've had a few games left to play in that season. You came in the week after. Um, I'm guessing a few of those might have still been a bit hungover for that trip to Morecambe. <laughs> I don't know if that's... I think I was. I got sent off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, no, sorry. Go on. Yeah, no, I was going to say... Sent, and then obviously that meant you had to miss the, the Carlisle game, but obviously you were there for the trophy lifting and stuff. Um, and then played your final game at Dagenham on the last day of the season. Uh, was it kind of... Had it been agreed already that you were on your way out then? Was it inevitable or, or, or were you, you know, going to sit down with Paul in the summer and see, see what was going to happen? No, I think, I think um, it must've been in between. I think it was, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it was before the Dagenham game uh, that it spoke, I think it's spoken to obviously most or every player um, prior to that, that who was, who was staying on, whoever had a contract or who hadn't got a contract or staying on. So I remember, I remember the, the days were going by and, and um, I think rightly or wrongly, he brought in all the players first that he was keeping <laughs> individually. So me and Ricky are like, well, we haven't been in yet. I mean, it didn't look good anyway. I, was, I wasn't stupid. It was, um, I don't know. I, has, I, still felt, I still felt that um, I wanted to be at the club next season for all the reasons I've said. Um, and I did, I, did, I did get on with Paul. I, I, you know, I didn't agree with everything with it, what he did. Um, I'm sure a lot of other players will tell you I didn't get didn't get on with him all the time but that's that's just being a manager isn't it you're not always going to be if you're in the team playing every week then of course you've got nothing to complain about but um I just it when I when I spoke to him in the end he was trying to say to me that um he was he was trying to he was trying to tell me that that he didn't see me as a number 2 he wanted he wanted me to stay but um he felt that I wasn't going to I wasn't going to be a number two for him. He, he he didn't want me to be a number two. Now my argument to him was, well, I, I want to fight for my place. You know, I you know, and a chance to to get back into the league as well. You know, and 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 uh, I, I felt that I, I wanted to. I felt it was the story wasn't the story wasn't over for me. I I I still felt I had something to to give and to prove and um, and and. And in the end, he he said that it wasn't going to happen. Uh, now, whether I think Ross Flitney came in the season after, now whether he had him in his back pocket or not, I don't know. Because I think I'm not. Scott may have told you whether he started the season or not. He but started. Scott, and Flitney replaced him quite right. Early. So then, so whether he had him 
lined up. I don't know, but I was, yeah. I, I so I, I knew I knew I wasn't going to be staying. I think I actually gave my shirt, one of my shirts away, for randomly in that Dagenham game to someone. So I, I must have known because I'd normally keep. I think I've got one of them. I kept trying to keep my shirts, but um, it just wasn't wasn't to be. Um, as I said it's such such a bittersweet uh, memories of my time there so highs and lows and com- probably a completely different story to tell than most you've had on there where probably you know Scotty and Gratz played all season loved the season where don't get me wrong I love being part of it but it was it was a, some in some ways it wasn't a great season for me but for, for the boys and for the memories the memories and the experience it was um, it's something I'll never forget and I'll always cherish Good, yeah. Well, we certainly, um, like I say, we certainly look back on you with uh, with fond memories and thank you for what you did for the club. Um, post that, you sort of, uh, you, you would then um, establish yourself in, as quite a successful, uh, with quite a successful non-league career and uh, you played for a few clubs there, but you really uh, sort of established yourself at Chesham for quite a while. Um, and quite randomly, actually, the three of us saw you play um, it was, I think it was the must have been the Ryman Premier playoffs, or was it the Southern Premier playoffs when they played against um, St Albans once at, at, um, at Chesham's ground? What was that sort of like for you playing at that sort of um, at that level, and, and how has how has that been for you since since Barnet? Yeah, well, I'm still hanging in there. Um, I'm just down the road at Wingate. Um, well, I have been for the last four seasons. And um, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Um, where we train is is right behind Underhill. Oh, um, of course. yeah. It's it's down Barnet. Is it Barnet Lane? Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so, yeah. I mean, just so going back to your original question, I I went to Stevenage the following year. Didn't really play, um, and then so that's when I probably played most of my time at Conference South. So a step two, step three level. Um, and yeah, so I'm 38 now. So I probably, um, and so I've, I've been a non, I have been a non-league keeper. You know, there's no bones about it. I, I went back to Luton for a year when I was 28. So linked up with McArthur um, when I was in the conference. Um, again, was was a number two, but, but played my part, played well when I could. Um, but yeah, Chesham, Chesham for six years um, and Wingate for four. So the last 10 years, um, that's, that's been my level. And I've, I've had some very enjoyable times at both. Uh, they said, unfortunately, the, the, the playoff loss to St. Albans was, was a low. But um, we had a fantastic team that year. Um, I was, I've been captain at both clubs. Uh, played, I think, 650 games, something like that. I mean... You look back now, and that injury is the only injury I've ever had, <laughs> which is just—I mean, it wasn't meant to be, was it? That's the—I mean, touch wood. That is—I've played fifty-plus games um, for the last fourteen years, fifteen years. It's—it's just—I uh, I could go back and and go, oh, and start crying over that injury, but. Uh, so I've—I I've, I've mean, I've, I can look back and go, I've been very fortunate. I'm still playing. A, I'm still playing football uh, and I love it. Um, I don't think many of the other guys are still playing in that um, 
that championship year. I don't think I've done. I've, I've played against. Well, Rich, Richie was my Richie Graham was my assistant at Wingate for three seasons, uh, and he came to Chesham as well for a bit. Um, he had some terrible injuries, so I think he would have he would have gone on to higher things. And I've played against Dwayne. I've played against uh, Dino um, Hatchie. I was at Luton with for a year again. Uh, so it was great to sort of him be my my snooker buddy for for a year. We uh, it was so good to see him again, um, and and to see everyone. And so yeah, so just had a, a non league a non league career and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but just I said passing passing Underhill uh, every Thursday because we train on the the four G that's that's around the back there. Um, it's quite sad actually because obviously you know what's happened to it. Um, and I never really, and I should have, I never really got a chance to go back. Uh, I, I went to the hive, I've been to the hive a few times. Um, actually went on trial when Mark Stimson was there. Oh. Uh, is it oh, eight, something like? yeah. yeah, it might have been, yeah, might have been just before I joined Chesham actually. But I've, I've left Luton. Um, as to my friend Rossi Jarvis had signed for Barnet. And um, and said to come down, and I was training there, and never, but never. That was probably the closest I ever got back to playing for Barnet. But um, but to see to see it, very sad to to see it's uh, it's not there anymore. But um, but yeah, that's just the way it goes. But I'm still still hanging in there. Still, it's uh, got probably got one more year in me. I said I want to try and play till I'm forty. So one more year, we'll see wherever that may be at Wingate or or wherever. But um, so yeah, but still enjoying it. Very much so. Yeah. Well, Shane, thank you very much for um, coming on today, sharing those memories with us, uh, for giving us some good memories on the pitch as well. Um, and obviously, we wish you well when football starts again, be that at Wingate or anywhere else. No, and and thank you so much for inviting me on, uh, and uh, and an absolute pleasure. And um, maybe see you down at Wingate or <laughs> wherever it may be. Let me know. We'll come down. We owe you a pint for this, I think. <laughs> I think I must owe you a pint then if I'm. <laughs> from that night. I'll take Robinson on.